Morning. My name's Malcolm Clegg. I'm chairman of the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association. And my name's Sandy Denning and I'm the executive officer for the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association. Having an awareness day is actually very important, isn't it? It is important. It was actually established in, in 2000, uh, World Cancer Day, and it's uh, 4th of February every year and it's a global um, uniting initiative led by the Union for International Cancer Control and they're based in Switzerland so there's about 170 countries have sort of bought into this to raise awareness in, uh, improve patient services promote research to make it better um, experience for people going through cancer and I think this year one of their, their initiative for the next three years is to um, across the world, make the experience the same for everybody because it's a bit of a postcode lottery, if you like, as to how well or how badly you are treated and whether you survive or not, basically. That's that's what they want to achieve because they're well aware that it can be so different um, across the world if once you're diagnosed. And I'm guessing really we're on the more sort of fortunate side of that. We are. Um, I mean, my concern at the moment is that, you know, we've, we're still going through this pandemic um, and I, I do worry that cancer is still taking a back seat. In 2020, would you believe that 10 million people died of cancer worldwide? This is worldwide. Um, if we look at pandemic numbers, now I have I have looked at Google, so I do apologise, but it's saying that 5.5 million people across the world have died from COVID. So why why are we not concentrating on cancer? I, I, I had a lady call me the other day and she she had a bad experience of visiting her or not getting diagnosed uh, in a timely manner and she now has stage four cancer and I just think this could have been prevented and how many more people out there are having this this bad and poor experience. And I think maybe part of it is, as we've, we've been hearing in the news recently, people are reluctant to call their GPs because well, they feel like they're getting in the way or... That, that is why she called me because she said that's not true. She said people, because part of our job is raising awareness and we urge people to go to the GP. But she was telling me that she talks to her friends that they've had concerns. They cannot get in to see their GP. There's a lot of practices are not seeing GPs face to face. And I think if she'd been able to see her GP face to face earlier and got tests done sooner, she wouldn't be in her predicament now. What can we do about that, though? Because if the GPs are extremely busy for one reason or another, how do we get around that? I think you have to be persistent. You, 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 we do respect our GPs. Oh, my goodness, yes, I do respect the GPs. They do a wonderful, wonderful job. But you know your body better than anybody else. And if you're not happy, you need to be persistent and just keep ringing them saying, look, this is not right. I need to be seen again. I need to have tests done. You have to be persistent. Well, Malcolm, let's come to you then, because we're talking about World Cancer Awareness Day. Uh, we're in a very different situation this year than we were last year and in previous years, because every year things are changing, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, I think back when I was a medical student over half a century ago, uh, where I, 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 on my first clinical attachment, I was went, went to an operating theatre and I watched a very good surgeon do uh, uh, what was called a Halstead radical mastectomy, where the whole breast was removed, along with the muscle behind the breast, so the ribs were exposed and could be seen under the skin subsequently, and and uh, tissue from underneath the armpit was removed, and patients got a very swollen arm afterwards. Only 20% of those patients survived, despite that radical surgery, but there was no other treatment in those days. Patients were not told they had cancer, 
often. Uh, and when patients, for example, with ca- with breast cancer went to the operating theatre, they had no preoperative investigations that showed that they had cancer. So they used to be under the anaesthetic. The, the lump was taken out. It was sent off to the laboratory, and 15 minutes later, a result came back. And the lady then, if she had a tumour, had the breast removed and woke up to find that she had cancer because the breast wasn't there anymore. Nowadays, we've got screening, we've got awareness, we've got teams of people, we've got better treatments. Nobody gets put asleep without knowing what's wrong with them and what the treatment is is going to be. And the wonderful treatments such that now well over 50% of breast cancer patients survive more than 10 years after their diagnosis. So it's transformed. And and one of the reasons for uh, this uh, uh, cancer World, World Cancer Day is to try and get that other 50% uh, done, if you like. And I know there is a, a, uh, a breast uh, charity in the UK that is trying to, by 2050, make it that no lady dies from breast cancer. It becomes more like arthritis. It becomes a disease you learn to live with. I suppose that's the thing, though, because that's specifically about breast cancer, obviously, but there are so many different cancers, aren't there? There so, are. And in some respects, we can't be expected in a way to, to know all of the symptoms for all of them. So it's, it's difficult in a way to know when to actually say, oh, I think something's desperately wrong with me and, and want to go and speak to your GP. I mean, uh, other than Anti-Cancer Association very kindly been granted permission to put uh, uh, podcasts on Manx Radio which go through specific cancers but generally speaking if you get the flu if if you got COVID for example even mild COVID you know that there's something wrong with you within 12 hours if you develop 12 or 24 hours of developing the disease uh, you'll get wake up in the morning you'll have a sniffly nose a cough that sort of thing cancer's not like that it comes on very slowly but you the individual knows their body best and the, and, and the rule should be that if things haven't seemed right for three weeks, you've got a cough that you wouldn't have normally had or you've got aches somewhere or, or lump has appeared that you've not, not been aware of previously and it's still there three weeks later, it's not getting any smaller, go and see your doctor or go and talk to somebody uh, and get something done about it. Uh, that's the general thing I would say that uh, with, with cancer awareness. It's, it's a disease that creeps up on people and the sooner you get sorted the better chances of you being around for decades to come. Exactly, the earlier the better. And I guess as well, previously, um, there has been such a fear around, hasn't it, the C word. And and so I suppose in some respects now, I'm hoping that fear may be slightly abated over the years because we are talking about it more and we do know that actually there are treatments and that you can come through this now. It, It is still a fearful word, but not anything like as fearful as when I was... Uh, had say back in the as a junior doctor when I I used to have to when I was first qualified sister would line up the relatives for me to see at half past seven after the ha- half hour visiting time to tell the relatives what what had what that their their loved one had cancer and the relatives would implore the doctors not to tell the patient because they wouldn't be able to cope with it Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only person who didn't know they had cancer was the patient. And of course, then there was this fear that the relatives didn't want to see the patient in case they got caught out and let the cat out of the bag or something like that. Now, there's still an element of that out there, but there's a lot of support. And, and you know, I was very grateful for the nurses and even for patients who had had the cancer who were prepared to talk to the newly diagnosed cancer patient and alleviate a lot of their fears 
it still is a disease, unfortunately, that people die from. But we're all going to die from something sometime, in a sense. Um, but if you can make that journey better for them, uh, and, and there's certainly an element as well that if you are less frightened and less fearful of the disease you've got, your immune system works better and you survive longer. That's very interesting to hear. Now, Sandy, you are one of those people that Malcolm's talking about because you're someone who has been through this journey yourself and you are now someone who speaks out about it. I mean, you must have noticed a lot of changes as well. How long ago was it since you actually went through this? 25 years ago I was diagnosed, yes. Mm. Uh, I can't believe it really, but I was in the right place definitely at the right time. And I was kind of a guinea pig back in the day because now it's very much a bench side to bed kind of uh, philosophy when you're treating cancer patients, especially triple negative breast cancer, which is the one I had. So I was very fortunate that my oncologist and my surgeon got together and put, put this treatment plan together for me. And I'm here to tell the tale. You know, they were amazing. And um, I watched a film the other night called Mum's List. I don't know if you have seen it and it's... Um, it's about a triple negative cancer patient and it was in, I mean unfortunately she she did pass away but the journey that she went on it was it was so similar the experiences she had with her chemotherapy uh, but it's changed so much these days now you know it's uh, yeah I'm just so grateful for you know all the research all the money that goes into research to, to help fund it so it's how, vital. So how would you um, put that to somebody else who might have a, a few concerns about themselves, but they might just be reluctant to go speak to their doctor because they are scared? What would you say to them? Just remember that early diagnosis can save your life. You know, um, the treatment may be less invasive if you go and get it diagnosed earlier. The later you leave it, the more difficult it is to treat and, you know, your prognosis might not be as good. So I do urge people, you know, if anything you're not happy about, your little niggles, lumps, bumps, your passing blood, whatever, is not normal for you, please, please go and get it checked out because it could save your life. Absolutely. So World World Cancer Day is coming up then. So what is actually happening on the Isle of Man to, to acknowledge this day this year? Well, hopefully I'm going to get some buildings turning green and it's going green because every year Clatterbridge used to go green and they're sort of doing a big thing on World Cancer Day as well. So Tower of Refuge, the power station, Ramsey Swingbridge hopefully will go green in recognition. But it's just really uh, just an awareness thing. Get something in the newspaper hopefully as well. But just for people to be aware that there is this day uh, to recognise and it's to make cancer services better, to raise awareness of cancer, be, be more aware yeah that's that's it really just mobilize everybody across the world to to get involved and make it better what well, one theme this year for um the for world cancer day is to aim to eliminate cervical cancer now the world in the world smallpox has been eliminated by vaccines all right polio is almost eliminated there's a few spots in, in in Asia that still have polio and the, uh, the, a lot of money has been spent on a vaccine for, to try and get rid of malaria and I think that will come to pass in the next 20 years but we know that cervical cancer is caused by some subtypes of HPV um, virus and that, that there is a vaccine now available and the evidence is beginning is, is beginning to emerge in the real world not just in the laboratory that this is saving lives and if that can be put out across the whole world in the next 20, 30 years, there is a high probability that we'll get rid of cervical cancer, the first cancer to be wiped out by a vaccine.
That sounds incredible, doesn't it? It really does. What an achievement that would be. Well, Malcolm, we know we've got the podcasts on Manx Radio, uh, which give some idea about the different type of cancers, as you said. But where else can we go for more information? Where's a good place to go? Well, uh, the uh, Macmillan Cancer Information Centre up in the atrium at the hospital is a good place uh, to go. And there's there's good websites, but pick a a recognised uh, cancer website like uh, um, Cancer Research UK uh, to, to look at. Um, for uh, thing, but if you go to the podcast, we also there uh, give information about where to get specific information about specific cancers. Uh elsewhere and that's the thing sandy we also have some fabulous support groups and charities over here don't we oh we're so yeah we are very lucky we are very lucky to have so much support on the island 